Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. The pipelines never get hacked on this podcast, baby. Welcome to Chad and Cheese, boys and girls, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel, no gas shortage here, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, you murdered my dirter. So on. <laughs> on this week's episode... Handshake scores the ultimate hand job. Blind finds the light and oh hell, really? TikTok Jobs is born. Uh, Just fucking shoot me now. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Murder, 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 murder. <laughs> you murder, murder. <laughs> okay, so, so all of those individuals who didn't watch Elon Musk on uh, SNL. Okay, Joel, g- give us that. Th- that's what the murder, murder is from. But give a, what, what did you think about the performance? Did you watch the entire thing? I did watch the entire thing. I thought uh, he came off more human uh, than I probably expected. He came yeah. off a little funnier than expected. Now, it was, a, it was a great layup from a PR standpoint in that his mom showed up and he rolled with the Asperger's comment, which apparently was really impactful for a lot of fans. Families um, that yeah. have that issue in there. Yeah. I, I think the best, the best skits that he was that he was in were the ones that sort of really leveraged his mythology uh-huh. or his his life's work. So the one where he's a cowboy and they're like, "Let's just go in there, guns blazing." He's like, "Wait a minute, hear me out here. We could dig a tunnel underneath." And then and then so like they don't get it. That that feels really pertinent uh, to yeah. to the world now. And then the. the 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 Chad skit, which I'm sure you love, where he's like, "Okay, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and then blows up at the end, taking his helmet off. Like yes. those were, those are really good moments. And then of course, like the, uh, the mayor of East town, um, which if you're not watching, it's, it's almost worth getting HBO max just to watch, watch that show uh, was, was fantastic. I also yeah. enjoyed the Gen Z skit, which was sort of the first one I've seen where we make fun of Gen Z. So they, they're <laughs> going to have their moment of ridicule here soon. I'd like to say I haven't watched an SNL all the way through for years. Usually at yep. weekend update, we eject, uh, mm-hmm. but we watched the entire thing. And I didn't expect this from Elon Musk. He did anything. He dressed up as fucking Wario. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he just it was like he was in all these stupid outfits mm-hmm. and costumes and doing all these yep. stupid, stupid skits. And I could see a guy like him going, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know if they threw anything at him that he just wouldn't do. And also, NBC must have made some major bank because every fucking electric car company that's out there, other than Tesla, bought ads during SNL. Yeah, it didn't work out as well for the uh, the cryptocurrency guys. But Dude. yeah, the, the EV companies uh, had a good run of it for sure. Oh, yeah. That was good. It was the third, third, third highest ranked show after uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock. So, shit. I want, I want to see your boy Bezos on the show. That's, <laughs> no. That's next. That would suck. Uh, you know who else <laughs> is getting some pretty high ratings right now, I believe, is uh, mm-hmm. Governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, who is starting a lottery for everyone who has received their first <laughs> vaccine. Every Wednesday for five weeks, mm-hmm. two winners are going to receive a million dollars. What does that say about Ohio? <laughs> What does that say? What does it say about humanity that yes. we have to give cash prizes to get vaccinated? And, and and look at what's happening in India. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, yeah, that's totally uh, ir- yeah, reprehensible. But like, I'm all for the beer companies that are like free beer for getting vaccinated yeah. or even little cash payments or gift cards to Target. But when you have to have a lottery for millions of dollars, Holy shit, it's the end of of civilization. Well, and then McDonald's is actually working with the Biden Biden administration to drive vaccine awareness with a we can do this campaign, sporting ads in Times Square on uh, McCafe coffee mugs. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a TV buy that's coming out. My big question is why haven't we just figured out a Big Mac and Whopper vaccine dosage and just put it in those fucking burgers (laughs) by now? I mean, we'd have most of America vaccinated by now. Yeah. Yeah, it's noble that McDonald's is doing this, but uh, don't hold your breath for that obesity awareness campaign <laughs> from McDonald's. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Better but, yet, if if they both put out MAGA burgers and dosed them, <laughs> it would be over. We would be like 100 percent at this point. <laughs> Jesus. MAGA awareness at McDonald's. Oh, oh fuck. I love it. Well, shout out to, and you're going to think this is, this is a total hustle job, but uh, uh, we have we have a beer drop winner Ooh. this month. It's Dan Cheeseman. No shit. Come on. Randomly picked. He's a zip recruiter guy. He's, really? he's uh, head of their agency relations. Dan Cheeseman out of Chicago is this month's beer 
drop winner sponsored by adzuna uh we'll be we'll be scheduling that zoom tasting soon it'll be a double cheese edition of zoom tasting gotta love it we could get abby cheeseman on and really really triple cheese that shit up good god there are too many fucking cheesemans in this world let me tell you it's weird right it's weird right <laughs> Uh, we got some Spotify data this month. You want to you want to let people know what what, what we discovered about our listeners yeah. from Spotify. Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of work in Spotify, creating playlists, doing a lot of really cool shit. So you know, I was in the actual back end looking at the analytics, and our listeners, and actually on Spotify, you can see the aggregate of your followers' music tastes. And here are the top five. I would have guessed one, maybe. The top five. <laughs> is this one to five or five to one? This is this is number five. Elton John. Number five. Elton John, number five. Fleetwood Mac, number four. Yeah. I get that. Okay. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Number three, Drake. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I like now it. it gets weird. Number two, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> and number one, kids, drum roll, please, Justin Bieber. Oh, come what on, man. <laughs> Where's the wham? Where's the wham listeners? God wham. damn it. Okay. Oh. So our listeners primarily listen to Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, Drake, Fleetwood Mac, and Elton John. Let that sink in for a second. It's hard. It really is. It is hard. It is hard. We're huge in Canada, I guess. Bieber and Drake. Apparently. Jesus. Jesus. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Tigers who are having a moment now. I don't know oh, if God. you've seen this, but there's a there's a bad guy on the loose. Uh, that, well, the, the bad guy has been apprehended, but his tiger uh, is on the loose. I checked it this morning, and as of Thursday afternoon, they still haven't located this tiger, which is pretty fucking impressive for the tiger if it can disappear in a major metropolitan area like houston but hey tiger king tigers on the loose tigers are still popular kids and that makes me happy yeah we have five thousand tigers in captivity here in the united states that we know of <laughs> yeah that we know of and that's more than the 3900 that are actually out running loose on safari and whatnot throughout the rest of the world. It's like the Redneck Riviera. That's all I got to say. Fuck yeah. Me. Yeah. We talked about this on uh, our Zoom tasting uh, with, <laughs> by the way, I'll give a shout out to uh, Jennifer Riley from New York and her husband, Kevin. We had a oh, nice yeah. talk with them. Uh, she won the uh, whiskey giveaway sponsored by sovereign on the show two bottles uh, but we we talked about this we wondered if there were other countries where you can just like own a tiger or a lion and we couldn't think of any so here's a little little help that we need from the community <laughs> if any other countries out there that you know of kids allow people to have tigers roaming in their backyard let us know because we're pretty sure america might be the only one it's fucking ridiculous it is oh ridiculous. shout out to chris sella over at great people another leader making the chad and cheese required listening mandatory people uh so you might have realized uh, i had a little hard, little hard time rem remembering jennifer riley's name uh so i want to give a shout out to matt alder who <laughs> i forgot last week uh i get lou adler and matt alder mixed up all the time so i get a little confused there so i called him the british guy which i will forever now call him uh matt sorry about that buddy but the british guy i've called people a lot worse <laughs> yes 
Yes. He was very, very polite about it, which was nice. He's very British mention, about it. He's 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 an evergreen fellow. He's a part of the evergreen network with us. He's and, in the family. And it, I forgot. He is. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm it's like Uncle person. George calling him, you know, the horrible crazy person. uncle guy. Uh, but but that being said, apparently this communicator award that we won is a pretty big thing. Uh, yeah. Again, big thanks to Evergreen and the, the team over at Evergreen and all the listeners giving us love on social media. Quick and fast list. Tracy Parsons, Deborah Horowitz, Jamie Hornstein, Charlotte Olvros, Aaron Stewart, Sean Horton, Shelley, Careless Whisper, Billinghurst. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Swain, Trent Cotton, Liz Scully, Manjuri Sinha, Christy Skilka, and Jasper Janjart. Thanks so much. That wasn't everybody. <laughs> I couldn't get through them all. Thanks so much. What percent of those names do you think you said correctly? About 50-50? If I was lucky. <laughs> I want to say a uh, shout out slash sayonara to Clubhouse. It was nice knowing you guys. Uh, if you haven't seen the number drop in terms of downloads and exodus of clubhouse users uh it's pretty impressive i'm not going to put the nail in the coffin just yet but the hammer and the nail are definitely out of the toolbox at this point i have to say they just dropped the android app and i downloaded it and i've attended a few sessions and i can now say yeah i don't fucking get it and that is my <laughs> opinion as well <laughs> What I do get, though, is we have an event and it's a Pandologic event that we're, we're mm -hmm. hosting, co-hosting. And Pandologic, they know how to throw a VIP God, event. Yes. They sent us a they sent everybody who's going to be on this event tonight a spread of bourbon. We're doing a bourbon tasting and it's coming from Buffalo Trace. Uh, a Buffalo Trace uh, employee is yeah. going to be on the line today. Going to go through yeah. some mixology and that kind of shit. But overall, dude, we got Blanton's. We got Eagle Rare. We got uh, Buffalo Trace. We got the white, white dog. The they, fuck is that? That's just moonshine with a better label. Going to put damn. hair on your chest. And then <laughs> the best thing for every single morning for your coffee, bourbon cream. I mean, all of that, along with all the, the proper the glass. And, yep. 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 The glass, the, the coaster. Jesus. Big props. If, if you're still sending out pins and uh, <laughs> calendars to people, Jesus, you're you're way you're way out of bounds, man. You gotta you gotta send good shit now to people. You're not in Pando League. Uh, let's just if say it's that. not a three package delivery. Uh, just forget <laughs> it. Just uh, just just quit now. Yeah, so that's great. So you're uh, you're on vacation uh, next week. Why don't you uh, gloat about that for a second for those yeah. of us who still are cooped up inside? It's time to live our fully vaxxed life, my friend. And uh, obviously, we're coming up on our birthday, our big 5-0. Mm -hmm. Julie bought tickets to Costa Rica, baby. So we're going to be in Costa Rica for a week. Can't wait. And you're going to see some friends of the show while you're down there, That's allegedly. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. Nick from Hone It. Going to yep. see Ethan. Uh, he's been on. So Nick's actually been on Firing Squad. He did really well on that. You could check out Hone It. Uh, and Ethan was on, eh, I think, late last year, early this mm -hmm. year sometime. So, yeah, can't wait to see those guys. You do have a return ticket, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a round trip uh, vacation, correct? Just want to make sure I, I don't have to, you know, make scheduling <laughs> changes to the podcast. Yes. Topics. All right. So you shredded this bad boy. Our buddies at Outmatch have acquired our buddies at Harvard. What's up with that? So huge thanks to all of our sources in Europe for providing amazing intel and insights. We actually dropped the news pretty much nearly a week before they planned, before Outmatch planned to drop the press release in itself. So all the props go to our fine friends and listeners over in Europe. Mm -hmm. Keep the good stuff coming. We appreciate it. Um, But since last September, Outmatch has acquired Launchpad, First person, Chexter, and now Harvard. Can you dig into the press release a little bit? Yeah. So Harvard, for those that don't know or don't remember, uh, they basically help manage mass hiring of people. So uh, that's their expertise. And Outmatch is focused primarily on candidate experience. So if you, you know, if you combine mass hiring with a solid candidate experience, should be a match made in heaven. Uh, so Harvard has raised around $25 million uh, compared to Outmatch's meager in comparison, $8 million. The combination is backed by existing Outmatch shareholders, including Rubicon Technology Partners and Camden Partners, yep. which is private equity. So similar to John this definitely has the recipe of let's buy as much shit as we can to create one platform to rule them all. Uh, so we're watching we're watching a heavyweight heavyweight match in the making with a lot of these companies, and uh, I think it's fair to say that Outmatch is getting in the ring in a big way. Yeah, they're definitely in the ring. This is obviously filling core gaps with better technology uh, than they already had. Uh, They're also growing their client portfolio and global footprint all through acquisition. So we've seen this with iSIMS as well with their acquisition of, of Easy Recruit. For sure. They have 300 now. 300 global employees, 1,300 combined customers, and Harvard has big names like Peloton, Teleperformance, McDonald's, Valvoline, KPMG, et cetera, et cetera. So Harvard actually raised, I think it was like 27 million euros, which is about 35 million uh, USD. And my sources say that Harvard was actually prepping for a Series C so mm-hmm. this wasn't this was not a clearance rack sale. Harvard's been experiencing excellent growth. Uh, just in the past couple of years, they have expanded their footprint in London and uh, also New York. Uh, they're out of the, the Netherlands primarily. So yep. this has been growth. And I think the combination between the two, Outmatch already being a US organization, and then Harvard being able to really focus, I think, more on what they can do in Europe is it, it's a great compliment to each other. Yeah, listeners of our show will know that there's a bit of a hiring squeeze uh, in in these kinds of industries, uh, and at some point the Fed money is going to run out, the government checks are going to dry up, the Bitcoin uh, millions are going to dry up as well, and uh, people are going to go back to work. So having a technology to manage better manage uh, the flow of candidates as well as improve the experience that these folks have, it really feels like it, this deal is hitting at the right time, uh, and these guys are going to really um, you know hit the ground running with this partnership. So uh, kudos to them uh, for sure. And a, a side note, yes, Harvard named us, this podcast, a 12 best recruiting podcasts to listen to in 2020. So 
good things happen to companies that suck up to us. I just want to to add that <laughs> to this news story for sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll just use this as an isolated incident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we won't name the other eleven podcasts uh, that they they talked about. <laughs> In their, in their show. So Handshake uh, is also in the news. Jesus Christ, we just talked about them getting a bunch of money. But yeah, yeah. Unicorn Alert, Unicorn Alert, we have a new billion dollar plus valuation company. So student-focused recruitment site Handshake has closed its second $80 million funding round in the last eight months. Listeners will remember that October was the last round. They now claim a valuation of $1.5 billion dollars. The San Fran-based startup has raised a total of $235.5 million since its founding in 2016. Handshake has more than doubled its revenue every year for the past three years and is nearing $100 million in annual revenue. The new funding, Handshake says it will increase its footprint overseas. Mm-hmm. You remember the last round was all about virtual job fairs. Uh, Handshake says it has 18 million users, which is interesting because the total student population in the U.S. is around 20 million. So I'll let you do your own investigative research on that. Uh, (laughs) They claim 1,200 educational institutions and 550,000 enterprise clients. So, Chad, are you ready for a handshake job or are you looking for something a little more gratifying? Yeah, I know hand jobs over here, kid. I, I want more than that. Uh, so from the Forbes article, it says, with the new funding, Handshake hopes to create new features on Handshake that will help students and recent grads develop the skills they need to further their careers, end quote. Okay, so wasn't that what all of the college student debt was for in the first place? I This is, this is really weird. First and foremost, yep. uh, to, to say that they have 18 million users when I, I would like to say, obviously 25% of that, I would assume, or maybe even a larger percent of a percentage of that actually falls off every year because mm-hmm. they go into, they, they, they're leaving university and they're going into uh, corporate America. There's a little claim of people still keep their email address and they still kind of keep touch, but it's, yeah. it's a little, it's a little sketchy to yeah. say 18 yeah. million out of the 20 are users. I, well, I, I have to say Handshake owns the college recruitment, recruiting market for the university platform side of the house, especially around on-site event scheduling, virtual uh, virtual interviews, those types of things. But remember, students can and will go anywhere and everywhere to search for jobs. And here's a quick quote from our friend uh, Stephen Rothberg over at College Recruiter, who's been doing this for a little while. He's been doing it for a minute. So, quote, they, Handshake, have almost no penetration after the day of graduation, but now say that they want into that. They can't succeed with that by leveraging career services as grads don't use career services, end quote. Again, Stephen points out what pretty much they're not talking about at Handshake other than saying we want to push forward into the post-grad side of the house, which again is an entirely different market that they, I don't think, have a handle on. So we've dropped hand jobs, penetration, and pushing uh, in this news story. And I'm going to drop another sexual innuendo, and that's horniness. You know, I think part of this is... uh, Investors are horny f- to go public. We're going to see ZipRecruiter go public. There's talk of uh, Talent.com going public, which we covered on the show recently. Uh, why the hell not Handshake? Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of push uh, from investors to get this company out into the public markets. 
And I think a lot of it is partly driven by there's still a lot of horniness by companies to grab these graduates uh, sort of off the tree. And I think that apparently Handshake has found some secret recipe uh, to get companies really excited about the access that they have uh, to college students. So something's working. This is a historically shitty business. Uh, There's no track record. You know, you mentioned Stephen doing this for a long time. We've had after college that's also in the in the the old school uh, category. Uh, we have other companies that we've talked about, like Ripple Match. Recently, companies just kind of come and go in this space. Uh, the ones that are long long timers, you know, they're not big public billion dollar companies. They sort of find their niche and their groove and they get into it. So Handshake is going into uncharted territory. It'll be interesting to watch, but I'm not betting any money that they're going to come out on the other end a winner in the long term. Yeah, it's weird. I think the only company who had a hold on the market like Handshake does today was JobTrack back in the early 2000s before they were bought by Monster and Monster Mm -hmm. just fucked it all up with Monster Track and Monster Campus. So yeah, I think there is an opportunity here for organizations and we talked this about this in, in, in other shows about universities to be able to be more efficient. The problem with that is the efficiencies are going to lie within kicking career services to the curb because this is a self-service platform instead of needing a full career services unit and or department, you might just need a few people. Which is part of the challenge as well, right? You're you're, you're working in an environment where tenure is a thing, right? Like where the status quo is is embraced. Colleges don't want to get rid of their job placement and career help. Like uh, no, no university wants to do that. So that's, it's just a very hard balancing act of colleges and employers and keeping students engaged because they're always looking for the next big thing, which we'll get to in the in the in, in part of the show. <laughs> but like, it's a, just a really hard business. If they figure it out, more power to them, man. But the history is not uh, in their favor. Yes. And I also think it's, it's ripe for competition because I don't see, especially in what Handshake is doing with the universities, that there's really enough competition. So I think that it's ripe for competition in this space. Competition is good for business, like the competition they might get from Jobvite. You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvine. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job board, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobvite.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. (laughs) 
<laughs> seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> so what are you what are you binging on these days chad uh we are looking at the uh was it the mar of east town that's what we're looking to actually start we just finished uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which was not amazing, but it was superheroes. So fuck it, we're gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> uh, we binged through that in uh -huh. in like uh, you know the weekend. So there's a, just a ton of content that's out there. Uh, Winter Soldier, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was amazing. Uh, so yeah, I mean I'm just bouncing around for the most part. How about you? Yeah, Mayor of Easttown, uh, for sure. But that's sort of everyone's go-to now that uh, everyone has watched The Queen's Gambit. I'll throw in one that's a little bit off the radar. Uh, it's called White Gold. Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's like a 30-minute sort of sitcom. It takes place in the 80s. And it's about basically a bunch of English shysters that are selling windows uh, to folks. Because apparently that was a thing in the 80s. If you lived in the UK or Europe, uh, you had a lot of old windows. And then there was an invention around plastic fiberglass windows. And this this comedy uh, focuses on that phenomenon. Uh, I, I find it pretty funny and uh, interesting. So white gold, if you're looking for a, a few laughs on Netflix. White check it gold. Out. Okay. So <laughs> white gold may be blinded by the light. So blind is in the news. Uh, we've talked about them occasionally on the show. So the, the Berkeley, California-based anonymized networking and employee chat site, that's a fancy way of saying Glassdoor wannabe, uh, raised $37 million in Series C funding this week. Main Street investor uh, led the round and was joined by investors, including Cisco Investments and Pavilion Capital. Total funding is around $62 million since its founding. Uh, you'll remember Glassdoor went for about $1.5 billion. Yeah. Uh, founded in uh, 2013 when anonymous apps like Whisper, Secret, and Yik Yak, that's one blast from the past, uh, were all the rage. Most interestingly, Blind is building what it calls, quote, talent by blind, end quote, a platform for capturing hiring intentionality from its content and selling it to recruiters. The goal is to transfer people whose intentions might be to move off a big tech company to a startup environment. Blind says a couple of companies are currently using the Talent by Blind platform. Thoughts, Chad? So this is a somewhat 
anonymous platform, right? So you have to verify that you're with a company by sending an an, an email to that company address, right. proving that you're at least with that company. Right. They they verify through company email. Yeah, it's like they they say it's like a Reddit meets Glassdoor meets Slack kind of an experience. It, it feels like a scam to me uh, because <laughs> what you're doing is you're asking all of these individuals to come in in a pseudo anonymous kind of way because you're not anonymous really so in a pseudo anonymous kind of way and you can have all of these great discussions and you can make these interactions and then they also have this talent by blind thing that they're pulling together that you talked about where there's a hiring data play that's here so this to me feels really scammy Mm -hmm. really cambridge analytica meets facebook it just it just doesn't feel right is you're marketing to individuals yeah about being pseudo anonymous and yet you're not really all of the signal data that you are pushing through that pipe every single day they're going to use on you period so they're backing into building a linkedin kind of version by saying they're anonymous but they're just bullshitting you so i i mean i Looking at it from the outside, it's like, wow, this is really kind of cool. Then you dig into it and it's like, man, this is fuck. This is nasty. This is wow. I I wouldn't want to have anything to do with this thing. Yeah, this is sort of a tale of two businesses for me. Um, so on the negative side, I mean, this is a user base that doesn't seem to be able to get out of Silicon Valley. I mean, they've been around since 2013 and they're still sort of a niche Silicon Valley platform. Um, Glassdoor yeah. and Indeed obviously have have escaped that niche and and gone worldwide. Um, I mean, eight years in, a lot of people don't even know who blind is, even in our industry, which may or may not be surprising. Um, Moving out of anonymous chatter and getting into hiring solutions is probably the right move. But a lot of companies are bitter about Glassdoor and how they've been treated by Glassdoor. Like, So they'd rather not see another company rise from the anonymous review and comment, um, you know, platforms or universe, they'd probably rather see it die in the vine. You'll notice that TechCrunch, uh, who broke the story or talked about it, uh, failed to mention traffic numbers, which I think Blind probably doesn't want you to know because if it got compared to what Glassdoor and Indeed are getting, uh, which is not apples to apples, but it would probably not paint a real favorable light. And on the other hand, on the pro side, um, you know, from what I'm seeing, even from from data from Poach uh, that we're pulling, there's a ton of engagement, uh, at least in Silicon Valley and places on their uh, fairly new review section. So if someone could dethrone uh, Glassdoor and, and Indeed, or at least maybe be a solid number three, um, I like Blind's chances over probably everyone else, uh, including Fairy Godboss and Kanunu and Comparably. Yeah. They just need to figure out the, the marketing issues, making them friendly to companies, which good luck with that. So they have some huge challenges, but people, the kids do seem to like it. And Glassdoor has an image problem in terms of looking old. And let's be honest, <laughs> since being, I mean, since being bought, like they're not exactly innovating. Um, over there, they're just kind of milking the profits and the traffic that they already have. So, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, I like their chances if anybody's, but uh, it's a really, really tough market that it, employers don't really, really like. Yeah, it seems incredibly scammy. Also, since they've already verified a person by their email, 
Mm-hmm. How do you know if that person's actually left the company or not? Yeah, it's challenging, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if they have temporarily, I don't think they have occasional reconfirming that they're with a company. Yeah. Um, it's also difficult because if you're verifying through a company address, then the company knows that you're getting verification emails from Blind, yep. uh, which does tip off the company that you're getting <laughs> Blind emails and they can track where that email goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they can at least sort of funnel in if it's negative commentary about a company, like who it could be. So semi-anonymous, semi-in trouble, uh, if you start talking shit too much. Yeah. I I feel like I need to take a shower after talking about these fuckers. (laughs) Uh, let's, let's move on to the next next one. May or may not help. I don't know. We got, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, so the question is, do we want to start with the jobs report, which was very paltry at 266,000 jobs, Chicago Mm -hmm. restaurants forced to pay $15 an hour Hear that forced to pay, which is exactly what the people getting paid by staying at home. Wendy's, giving out free food coupons with every application uh, or last but not least, Google childcare workers who are pissed off because they're forced to go back to work without transportation. Pick your poison. Jeez, talking about a cornucopia of topics. Uh, well, let's go with jobs report since that was that's kind of a week old story at this point. They were expecting a million new jobs created uh, and last month and only 266,000 were created, which was horrible. Horrible news. Uh, it seems like a combination of living off stimmies and Bitcoin millions and <laughs> gigging on the side uh, in coordination with childcare issues, uh, COVID fears. A lot of things are coming together to really kill the recovery from a supply side. Um, a lot of states now are going to start killing uh, the extra payments that they're getting from the feds in terms of unemployment. Those should start running out in June. The only comment I have on this, and I, th- I think it's a little bit outside of the box, is this is a little bit of a, a UBI, a universal basic income experiment. And if this is what UBI is or isn't, it's going to be the perception of what UBI is going to bring the economy. And I think the bigger picture of what's going on with the economy right now means that UBI is not going to happen in our lifetime. I don't think any politician can seriously introduce uh, UBI after the last few months. I think they're going to get killed by, by getting called an economy killer. And they'll point to this moment as to why there shouldn't be an, a UBI initiative. Many people are seeing this as a vacation from a shitty fucking job that they don't want to run back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a shitty fucking job that had shitty fucking wages or both, right? Could, could have been one, could have been the other, but they're not mu- mutually exclusive. So overall, this is also showing here in the U.S. when you have restaurants who are saying, yeah, we're really forced to pay $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Are you kidding me? I mean, you're forced to pay $30,000 a year. I want to go back to what I've said on earlier podcasts. If you cannot pay a living wage to the people who are actually providing the services, uh, the products, whatever, right? Yeah. Then you don't de- you don't deserve to be in business. Close up fucking shop, okay? The companies that do care and and in some in some cases can actually act accordingly are successful are starting to move in that direction. I think interestingly this past They're being forced. Well, market market forces, yeah. I don't know, I'd call they this a market do- force. I would. <laughs> 
companies will pay if, if, if they can't get people to serve food, they're going to have to pay them more money. But the point I wanted to bring up was, yeah. uh, I think Uber and Chipotle recently talked about, talked about quarterly reports and earnings and Chipotle, which also recently increased minimum wage or entry level, um, salaries talked extensively on their call about, look, if, if you get in at Chipotle within three years, you'll, you know, you're on track in three years to be making six figures as a manager, store manager, or something like that, um, yeah. which is real money. Tuition repayment, yeah. That's that's relevant mm-hmm. um, to, to where I think both of us would, would like to love to see the world go. The other thing was yeah. was Uber talked about average payments, uh, hourly payments for New York City. New York City is sort of a, a, a unique market, but um, New York City drivers of Uber were getting upwards of $38 per hour driving Uber. So some... Some things are happening that are positive. I just wanted to point those out. We're a long way from from being, uh, you know, happy go lucky, but uh, things are moving in the right direction in, in some cases. Those Uber numbers, for the most part, uh, the the right, like the Instacart, the Uber numbers, those are totally yeah. blown out bullshit for the most part because they're not they're, they're not working eight hours making yeah thirty eight dollars an hour, right? They might have three hours overall where they're sitting in their car for a certain amount of time. So, you know, again, it's numbers that they're pushing out there. I think for the most part, they're they're bogus, but I understand where you're coming from, but it's better than getting fucking free coupons for, for, for food. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, if, if McDonald's is giving out $50 bills, uh, just to interview, uh, I'm not sure Wendy's free breakfast sandwiches, uh, for an application is going to move the needle, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Dave is rolling over in his fucking grave right now. <laughs> Free breakfast sandwich with a job application. They couldn't even throw in like a double stack. It had to be a shitty breakfast sandwich. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So Google, the workers who educate and take care of Google corporate employees' children during the day are furious over being hit with additional transportation costs as the company requires them to return to in-person work. Google has told its 148 San Francisco Bay Area children or child care workers to return to the office starting Monday, despite the company's shuttle services remaining shut down and many corporate employees being allowed to keep working remotely. This is according to a new story uh, that featured Alphabet Workers Union in a statement. As a result, Google is forcing the child care workers who AWU for Alphabet Workers Union, said earn an average of $20 per hour to find alternative ways to get to work that could be costly, especially for many workers who live far from Google's campuses due to the high cost of living in the Bay Area. The union is asking Google to provide a $1,500 monthly transportation stipend until the company shuttle services resume. As of Friday evening, the petition had gathered more than 250 signatures from workers at Google and other subsidiaries of the parent company, Alphabet. Seems like yeah. a fair request to me, Chad. If you're going to shut down the shuttle, yeah, at least at least give me a stipend for driving, you know, eight hours to to Silicon Valley. But this is a knee jerk reaction of uh, leadership understanding that the only way that they can get people back into the office is to provide childcare. So they're thinking, okay, let's rush the childcare providers back to the office. But then they forgot that, you know, the child care providers themselves, the, the teachers, so on and so forth, they have needs too. And the thing I thought interesting is that, you know, they earn on average $20 an hour in Silicon Valley where the living wage 
is $28 an hour. So not only are they working below the living wage, but they're also pretty much having to dig in their own pocket to come back to work because it's mandatory. So again, I think any company that's out there listening to this, learn from these organizations and their huge fuck ups, because that's what this is. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking about people who take care of your kids. Pretty important. Pretty yeah, important, right? Kind of a good kind of a good retention tool for all the knowledge base workers. You and have you want to keep them happy <laughs> because yeah. you know, you you want happy people taking care of your kids, right? Mm-hmm. We need to think a lot of this through. When we talked to Seth Fight uh, from Spectrum, from Charter Communications, about them returning to work, I mean, he I mean it's almost like they had this formulaic kind of, you know, way of, of making it happen. And they were really doing their best to think through all of these different steps. Companies have to do that. They can't just have these knee jerk reactions. By the way, are we ready to call the Alphabet Workers Union the most influential union in America? It is because they're, it's they're just about, some ass. Yeah, it's just about <laughs> the only union in America these days with any with any chutzpah. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management. And LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Oh my God. Got to thank Daniel O'Neill for calling more attention to this story, by the way, on LinkedIn. <laughs> Daniel has a had a little bit of a premature flex on this one, though. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yes. So, my God, I can't believe I'm reading it. All right. So, this is a report from Axios. Uh, they say that TikTok is testing a job service for Gen Z. Uh, no, it's not The Onion. It's Axios. Okay. The pilot program is designed to help people find jobs on TikTok and connect with companies looking to find candidates. It's also meant to help brands use TikTok as a recruitment channel. The platform isn't a product that's integrated with TikTok itself. I think that's important, but rather a separate web page accessible via the TikTok app where brands can post jobs, primarily entry-level listings. Users can post a TikTok TikTok video resume to the site rather than a traditional resume. TikTok will ask candidates to post their resume videos to their TikTok profiles if they wish to help publicize the new service. A Washington Post article about Gen Zers using TikTok to share career advice inspired TikTok executives to try to bolster their platform for job seekers. Where to begin, Chad? Another knee-jerk reaction from leadership to create something that is a ham-fisted solution. It's a disconnected shit. It's not even integrated into their platform. Yeah, It feels even more ham-fisted than Facebook for jobs or Google for jobs. There's no flex here. This is just a reaction that is a <laughs> shitty reaction. Yeah, if TikTok was looking to become as uncool as possible, as quickly as possible, this is a fantastic strategy. Historically, 
this shit doesn't work. I mean, remember when every <laughs> every employee, sorry, remember when every company had to have like their own Facebook page yeah. uh, for people to join and follow the company like nobody does anymore. I mean, remember when every em- was going to use Snapchat to recruit, you know, fast food employees. We talked about I think McDonald's was doing Snap- that. Applications. Snap applications. Yeah, we we touted that shit big time and it, they're gone. TikTok users don't want to go to a separate section on TikTok to look for jobs. That's ridiculous. This is going to fade out. No employers are going to do it. Even if they scrape jobs, I just don't see people. I mean, how are you going to get the the resumes that are in video format to the job postings if they're scraping them? Like, it's just, this isn't going to work. It just isn't going to work. Telling you, 20 years experience says this is a shit show waiting to happen. And that being said, I'm going to go get a beer and watch TikTok. And we'll enjoy bourbon in about four hours. Amen. And with that, we out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.